when you got hired here, Nick Gates had never played center, you know, in a game at any level. What, what did you see to suggest that he could play a position, and how do you feel like he's developing there? You know, what was interesting about Nick is there was a lot of enthusiasm about him as a player. And, uh, you know, the people who had been around him here in this organization, you know, felt like, hey, he, he could play one of five positions. He could be a tackle. He could be a guard. Hell, he could be a center, all of that. And um, so we were excited about him. We are excited about what he looked like in the limited snaps that he had played. And, and you just try to look at someone's skill set. And, and to be honest with you, there was a little bit of a need. We needed to find a center. And uh, we felt like if we gave him a shot uh, to compete in there, you know, I thought that was a good idea. And he could always fall back on playing guard or tackle. And uh, we put him in there. He seemed to handle it well. He's got a natural leadership quality about him. He's got a guy, kind of a guy who loves to play football. He's got a contagious spirit about him. So I think the guys have rallied around that. And, and the more he's played, uh, the more command he's had at that position, you know, making communication, making calls that are necessary, and then technically playing the, the game at a higher level week after week. So he's done a nice job in there. Thanks. I'll leave you. Hey, Jason, you've been a player in this league. You've been a head coach in this league. I'm curious, when one team seems to have the other team's number, does that ever become psychological year after year? Like, you just got here, but the Eagles have beaten the Giants 12 out of 13. If you've ever been in a situation on either side of that where you're the team winning a lot or losing a lot, does that ever become psychological in a locker room, and do you have to address that as a coach? You know, I think the thing you always think about as a coach and certainly you try to think about as a player, uh, you know, we talk about it all the time, the mental toughness to be your best regardless of circumstances. And, and, and that sets up well in our game because you can have success on one play, uh, but you have to be able to put that play behind you and go play the next play. You can have adversity on one play. Okay, put that behind you and go play the next play. And, and that applies play to play, series to series, game to game. And then anything like this that comes up or we've had a streak where we've beaten a team six games in a row, we've lost six games in a row, the first part of that equation is many of the players and coaches weren't involved in that, the success or the adversity. So, so that's one way to look at it. But the other way to look at it is, hey, it's like a new down. It's like a new play. Whatever we did before, good, bad, or indifferent, is really irrelevant to what's going to happen right now. So you try to lock in and prepare that way for every situation you're in, and, and this week will be no different. And if I could change gears for a sec here, uh, Tate, Golden Tate obviously will play this week. Do you take into account, like, hey, let's just get him involved early, or do you, you know, move on from that whole mess by getting getting him a target early or do you not change anything from your regular game plan oh you know gold's been a good player for us and we've given him opportunities and he had the ball come his way he's done a good job you know making plays for us so that's always an objective with him and you know with Shep and with Slay and and Evan Ingram and we're going to get our backs involved so all those guys you know when they play we like to we like to feature them at some point to give them opportunities and at the same time, everybody just play within the system. And typically, quarterbacks play their best when they read things out, throw the ball to the right guy based on coverage. And we have a lot of confidence in any of our guys to make plays. Thanks, Jason. Jordan. Hey, Jason. Why do you think it's been a quiet few weeks for Darius Slayton? Uh, you know, hard to explain, uh, you know, why anybody uh, – you know, has a lot of opportunities or not a lot of opportunities. You know, like I said before, you know, we play our best and we attack different ways with different guys, and the quarterback just reads things out. And uh, he's done a real good job for us when he's gotten opportunities 
really over the course of the year and even these last couple of weeks. Obviously, we're trying to run the ball a little bit more. That's been good for us against some of these real good defensive lines to quiet them down a little bit. And, you know, we feel great about Slay. Anytime, you know, he gets an opportunity, he's done a good job getting open and typically converted on the play. So we like him a lot. Yeah, I was just kind of wondering if they, he was just receiving a lot more attention. You see that he's got the number one following around now. And, yeah, and, I would, uh, I would know, certainly. Safety over the top kind of deal. Yeah, I would certainly say he's a guy that, that people have seen made a lot of plays over the course of the year. And, and oftentimes they'll, they'll put who they regard as their best defender on him for portions of the game or they'll roll coverage to him. And, and, and that's really just a tribute to him, the success he's had. And also just curiosity. What, have you, what did you think when you first heard of, uh, you know, rotating offensive linemen like you guys are going to do now, and if it's something you've ever done in the past? Oh, I think with our offensive line situation, we, we don't ha really have any established players. Uh, we don't have guys who, who have played a long, long time and are kind of locked in. You know, we just talked about Nick Gates just playing center for the first time. You know, Cam Fleming's whole career has been play right, play left, all of that, be ready for any situations. And then when you're talking about you know, three different rookies playing, you know, we're looking to give those guys opportunities to play. Each of those guys has handled those opportunities well, and they're deserving of more opportunities to play. And, uh, you know, offensive lines, you know, through the years, you know, when they've been established, five guys are in there, and, and, and that can be really good for your team. But when you're trying to build a team and, uh, and build a line, you know, you have to give guys opportunities to do different things. And, uh, and one of the things we always emphasize with our offensive line is the ability to play different spots. If you're a one-hole player on the offensive line, you know, that's not real good for you and that's not real good for our team. So you try to use that uh, to your advantage, give guys opportunities, and if they do well, they earn more opportunities. We'll take two more, Lombardo and Duggan. Lombardo. Hey, Jason, how's it going? Good, how you doing? Good, good. I'm just curious, how difficult is it as a play caller to kind of walk the tightrope with your quarterback, wanting him to be aggressive and push the ball downfield, but maybe also reining him in a little bit to protect himself from turning the ball over and focusing on that ball security? Yeah, I don't know that we ever really talk about that. You know, something we talk about a lot as an offense and certainly at the quarterback position is to aggressively take what the defense gives you. And, uh, you know, there are situations where, you know, we have to run it and they're playing run defense, and we got to run it anyway. So uh, there are situations where you know we're, we have to pass it. They're playing pass defense. We have to pass and have success anyway. But you know, for the most part, you want to be aggressive, uh, but you want to take what the defense gives you. And, and, and I think the best quarterbacks in this league do that. You know, whether reading a play out, maybe you have a shot called on a play, but they play out of there, and you have to work your way through the progression and find the right guy and feel good about taking it. And I think if you look at our offense, our guys have done a good job running with the ball after the catch. You know, I think about, you know, the running backs catching and going north and south. Some examples of, of Shep catching and going north and south. So those are good plays for us. And then when you get an opportunity to throw it up the sidelines to a guy like Austin Mack and make a big play down the field, you cash in on those. So I think DJ's done a good job of that. And that's really the language we talk in. Aggressively take what they give you and, and, and keep trying to be efficient and move the ball down the field and, and make a lot of little plays. And then when you get a chance to make a big play, go ahead and do that. We think the best quarterbacks do that. Sorry, I know that he put the ball on the turf twice, but you guys recovered it both times. But it really seemed like his decision-making in terms of just protecting the football improved dramatically from Monday night to Sunday. What went into that? And, and do you think there's starting to be a little bit of growth there in terms of his decision-making in the pocket? 
Yeah, the quarterback has the ball in his hand on every play, and, and he has to make decisions in the passing game on every play, and in our case, in the running game as well. So, uh, you know, you have to be a great decision maker. That's, that's what this position's about, maybe more than anything else. And, uh, you know, the more you play, the more you're in situations, the more you're playing in a system, the more you see defenses. Hopefully that decision-making process gets better and better and better. You know, DJ's done a lot of really good things for us over the course of the first half of the season. There's no doubt he's a young player who's growing and developing every week. Last one here, Duggan. Hey, Jason, just jumping back in here. Uh, seems like the last couple weeks you've really dialed up some trick plays, really got creative. I mean, I think you had a, a flea flicker sort of into a screen that, you know, didn't work, but I've never really even seen that type of play. Just what's your process there? Like, how do you come up with these? I mean, I'm sure it's probably kind of fun to, to sit there and draw them up, but just curious, you know, how, how you do come up with them. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing you're trying to do is, is, is put your players in a position where we can have some success executing plays, and, and part of that is your deceptives. And uh, I think our guys are capable of handling those. You know, you said it. Sometimes you call that stuff and you don't have success with it. We've run some arounds and reverses that haven't been real good, but other times they are good, and, and you hope that they'll, they'll have a residual effect as well, that you know, teams have to prepare for those kinds of plays. And if you get a chance where they hit the right time and you get a chance to cash in on them, you have to do that because they can be difference-making plays in the game. And we've had a couple of those this year. You'd like to have more you know, as we go here, a chance to make some explosive plays. And uh, I just think that's part of playing offensive football. You know, your deceptives along with the, the, the base stuff that you run and you're running and pass game each week.